הרי מי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנע אף הקדוש משבר הצמא ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למנחה נובע מקום חוכמה רבנו נחמן נופג עם שמחה נענח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן We were talking about Mahloket. We were talking about the opposition against Rabbeinu. Today we're going to have a, a shorter podcast. And also the one um, for tomorrow will also be shorter. Uh, much shorter, in fact. But we're going to stick to the subject. Today's subject is going to be on the Mahloket. That was on Rabbeinu. And these two Sichot, Reshut Bet and Reshut Gimel. Of course, it's, a, it's incredible. The Ashgacha. Reshut Bet, um, <coughs> uh, which is the numerical value of 212. That's the one we're on right now. 212th conversation of Sichot Aran. Reshut Bet is actually the word Riv. means argument, strife. So Mamash, we land precisely on the, on the, the letter combination that literally um, is going to speak about the subject that we're going to talk about. That's going to, that's going to address the Sinyan of Machloket Riv, which means to, to um, argue or fight. So let's see. Um, so if Reshut Bet one time, Rabbeinu said, Halacha kerav Nachman bedine. It's about that in the Gemara Ketubot. He quoted the Gemara Ketubot on page 13a. Mentioned over there, Halacha kerav Nachman bedine. The Halacha goes like, like Rav Nachman in the negation. Uh, meaning the accepted opinion is that of Rabbi Nachman. This, uh, this Amora. Hainu li inyana mitnagdim shecharku alav. Meaning he was referring to the, Rabbeinu was referring, when he was saying this, he was referring to his opposition, those who were opposing him. I mean, Nagdim. Rabbeinu was saying, In this machloket, the halacha goes like Rav Nachman, meaning what? Rabbeinu was affirming to the students that it is certain that the halacha goes like him, and not like the Mit Nagdim. Meaning that the way that Hashem Yibach wants us to engage is like the way of Rabbi Nachman, and not like the, the opposite side. Because as it says over there in the Gemara Ketubot, the halacha goes like Rav Nachman in the negation. What does in the negation imply? Dine means loss. But Dine leshon machloket. Dine means it's an expression of machloket, opposition. Why? That what is dinel litigation mean? That two people who have <coughs> who are arguing against each other, who have opposing claims, they come before bedin, they come before the court, and the court will decide who is right. This is the way I heard Rabenu interpret the word dine litigation. That dine implies that there's an opposition and that it must be resolved in court. Look in Gitin, the chapter of um, the Sholeach, whenever a person wants to send a get to, um, it discusses uh, <clears throat> divorce over there, the laws of divorce, and uh, if a person wants to divorce his wife by sending a messenger, and all these laws over there, that's brought down over there, page uh, 34a in the Gemara Gitin. <laughs> what did it say? Shamu Sham, that they say over there, Shalosh Pamim Halacha. Over there, three times on separate occasions, it mentions what? It says one time, second time, and the third time, 
all referencing the fact that the halacha goes like Rabban Rabbeinu is teaching us that this obviously Bekabanan the Gemara also has to do with him, and um, there's a Kabana that has a connection with, of course, Rabban Nachman, the um, tzaddik that is mentioned in the Gemara, and of course um, the latter Rabban Nachman which we are focusing about, focusing on um, Rabban Nachman, uh, Rabbeinu. <clears throat> and Rabbeinu is saying that the halacha goes like him. The accepted opinion in Shamaim um, um, is his, is his opinion, and not the like not the uh, opposition. Um, and that's of course um, at a simple level, not only the fact that Rabbeinu was um, understood the, the kavanah Hashem more than all the other tzaddikim, but something a little bit different is that. We know Rabbi Nathan says, and he brings this down in the name of Rabenu, that um, when you're opposed and you're the one being opposed, Hashem Bach is always with the one who's being chased. See, David Melech was always with Hashem because he was always the one being chased. Bechinam, in vain. Rabenu was being chased in vain because he was doing Hashem's work. He was being the Shem Shemaim. He was being sincere. And he was doing everything to draw people close to Hashem. So, when you're doing everything in Hashem Shemaim, and you're with Hashem Yitbach and everything you do, and you're the one being chased, and you're not the one causing opposition, Hashem Yitbach is with the person who is the victim. Even if sometimes the victim is wrong, Hashem Yitbach always puts himself with the person who is being chased. Um, and that's what Rabbi Natan um, told, this, uh, told, everyone, told uh, the philosophers. When the philosophers came to Rabbi Nachman and said, let us take care of all those people, those Minagdim, because of course, those philosophers of Uman, who Rabbeinu, Drew them close in Shuva before he passed away. Uh, those philosophers wanted to were drawing close to the to the students of Rabenu, and they were close to Rabbi Natan. And the philosophers who had a lot of pull and power in Uman, they were close to the Tsar of Ukraine. They uh, told uh, Rabbi Natan, they said, "Let's take care of all the Minagdim. Let us get rid of them." Rabbi Natan said, "No. The second you do that, the second you do that is the second you take away Hashem from our side, because." If we are the ones being chased, Hashem is always with the victim. He's always with the chase. So, we have to ensure that we are the ones being chased and we're not the ones chasing. And this is a very important thing to understand that when you're trying to be the Hashem Shemayim and you're being chased, know that you are with Hashem. And this is a very important point of Chizuk that we all need to re, uh, reinforce ourselves with. So, Rabenu, of course, always being chased and never chasing anyone. This is um, just another point to show us that he is um, with Hashem Yitbach, aside from the fact of all the other great things that we see about Rabbeinu, that Mamash, we cannot even wrap our heads around. So, Se'iv Reshud Gimel, last conversation for today. Shamati bishmo shediber b'inyan ha-machloket, v'amar shelichora, ma'i ikhpat sheze medabar hazeh. I one time heard in Rabbeinu's name that he was speaking about a subject of contention, of opposition, strife, at first glance, who cares if one speaks out against another person? Meaning, what's the, what's the big deal? What's the, what's the idea here? Like, why does everyone put so much attention on this idea of machloket? Like, just let it go. Okay, great. What's such a big deal about one person speaking out, speaking out against another? What, what effect does it have? And now Rabban is going to talk about it. Rabbeinu says, there's a huge repercussion that comes with machloket. The truth is, he says that when it's machloket, 
when people are opposing another individual, they are able to make him fall from his spiritual level. This is along the lines of what the Chachamim say in the Gemara Sanhedrin. Uh, uh, which was the, um, the assembly of uh, sages and prophets um, who were the ones who uh, they were the ones who ordered the 24 books of Tanakh and they uh, instituted the Tfilot and the Brachot sages um, they wanted to push, or they wanted to, to count Shlomo HaMelech, King Shlomo, among those who had no portion in the world to come. The Anshei Knesset wanted to count Shlomo HaMelech, King Shlomo, um, as part of the people, part of the group who had no portion in the world to come. Can you imagine? Until David HaMelech came and prostrated himself before them and begged them, and even though they were wrong, they had the force still to push him out of Olam Abba because of their words, because they were such tzaddikim. Imagine, just the words of another individual, tzaddik or not, has the ability to cause such an effect in the world. David Melch knew this, and even though he knew that his son was in the right, he still, or that his son was still worthy of the world to come, he still went and prostrated himself before them because he knows of the power of words. This is what David Amalek says in Tehilim. Princes have persecuted me for nothing. They have chased me for nothing. Meaning David Amalek is saying, and Rabban was interpreting it like this, even though the big people, the noblemen, the officers, the princes have come and chased me and persecuted me, I know that it's in vain. Meaning what? That they aren't affecting anything with their uh, opposition against me. They aren't doing anything. They aren't accomplishing anything. And I know this, how? I know this from the other half of the verse. My heart trembles from your word. My heart trembles at your word, David Amir says, about God's word. That David is saying that I fear, I tremble from your word, Hashem. Meaning, I have fear of heaven. And I, will, I don't fall from my uh, level. Because of my fear of heaven, I don't fall. Meaning, even their makhluket doesn't make me fall. Because I'm with you always. And this is the proof, this is the sign. That their persecution of me. Is all in vain. Bechinat sarim redafuni chinam. As it says in Tehilim, sarim redafuni chinam. Officers or noblemen, princes have chased me for nothing. Baruch Hashem. That's it for today. God willing, we'll do the next um, episode in Seif Reshudalid, speaking about Rabbi Nachman's Rosh Hashanah. Very important one that we're going to uh, talk a little bit more about. Bezrat Hashem.